Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. This month is Kaiju Lie. This week's double feature brings you Rodan. You don't have to put out the red lights. Rodan from 1956 and the Bermuda Depths from 1978. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to themidnightdrivein at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food or drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. So, Doug, kid hit your keyboard, huh? That's a, it's an exaggeration. He just moved it to the other side of the room. I can see no. it. I just can't reach it without... Well, that's not really as fun. Yeah. So, you're just being lazy as the... Is the real answer here? Well, I'd have to come back, bring it over here, get all set up again. By which I mean, put a pair of headphones over my head. So, <laughs> yes, okay, I'm being lazy. Fair enough. Just making sure everything was plugged in properly. What's going on? Not much. Kind of felt shitty today, so I've just kind of been watching movies all day. Oh, you and Doug been kissing? Doug wasn't feeling good either. We got that mono. Oh. Got that mononucleosis. Well, I felt like I did yesterday. Today is better, but not great. Felt so bad you couldn't even go see Thor. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed by that yesterday. <laughs> it's pretty much limited to just sitting at home watching these movies all day yesterday. The time they finally revealed Mephisto's behind everything and you didn't get to see it. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> that would be how my life works. I don't mm. know if you've noticed. I was gonna I was gonna say the the good news is I think this is one that whenever you finally do get to see it, you're not going to go, God damn it, I didn't get to see this opening night. You're just going to be like, hey, that was all right. <laughs> and move on. There's a chance I'll go see it during the week with the kid. It is also the kid. second best Thor movie, Doug. So, well, yeah, I don't have the love for uh, the last Thor that everyone else does. Well, then for you, maybe this will be the best Thor. We don't know. Actually, I would say if you didn't like the the last Thor, this one might be even further in the direction you don't like. <laughs> see, that's what I'm worried about. I don't know. We'll save we'll save a deep discussion for once you see it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's gonna be real disappointed. Speaking of being disappointed, should we get into this week's episode? Sure. Oh, you had that one set up. <laughs> I uh, didn't even realize it until, until right. the word disappointed came out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, Noah, you want to tell us about Rodan? Yeah. Or Rodan? So Rodan's about a uh, a small Japanese village who are also uh, very reliant on mining. And while mining, they dig a little too deep, discover some weird watershed. 
uh, somebody dies. They think it's a murder. Turns out it's a bunch of big, giant murder grubs killing people. Uh, while fighting the murder grubs, another guy gets lost. There's a huge earthquake. He shows up with amnesia. Yada, yada, yada. Giant bird fuck shit up. And then they kill the giant birds. Using a volcano. Using a volcano, yes. It really just very coincidentally erupts at the right time. Well, they they point out that they're going to cause it to erupt by unloading really? all that stuff on it. Yeah, because they're talking about how dangerous it is. They're, they're talking about how they're going to cause an eruption and it's probably going to destroy a city. Yeah, one of the birds just flies into the lava. Well, it dies from the, the volcano gas. Sure. It's poorly it's poorly explained, but that's what happens. I've that's I've seen Rodan like twenty times. Much like much of this beloved movie that you seem to love, it's a classic. Rodan is a goddamn classic. I think people like Rodan because it fought Godzilla, and it does not fight Godzilla in this movie. And this movie was garbage. Yeah. I watched it twice. Well, I mean, we've talked about your taste in movies on this show, so that you're not. Yeah, but case see, I don't see, but I don't like Rodan because it's a bad movie. We could talk about that. I don't. I don't like Rodan because it's a bad movie too. <laughs> see, we agree. No, you're you're incorrect. But I will allow you to dislike that movie because, as I've said a million times. You can't be wrong about your own opinion. If your opinion is that you don't like it, then you don't like it. And that's okay, no, but, Brian. But my opinion is a stating fact, so it's okay. Well, see, then you're wrong. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's take a vote because Doug still hasn't commented if he likes this movie or not. I'm assuming Doug's answer is going to be, it's all right. When does Doug ever yeah. say something's all right? Honestly, my answer is it's all right. <laughs> I was more going off of the pattern of everything on this show. Typically, if one of us loves it and one of us hates it, the other one's just completely ambivalent. Well, I mean, when two people's opinions are so far apart, there's just so much room in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So this movie is not Godzilla by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no same it's same not. It's, yeah, it's not art house like Godzilla was. Oh, yeah, we we use the phrase it's like a monster movie, but it's so much more so many times last week, but we'll never use it this week because it is not more. It is literally oh. just here's a monster, we'll figure out how to defeat that monster, and then another monster shows up because we haven't hit the runtime to put this in theaters yet. <laughs> so we just need two different monsters. See, I think since since it was the same director as Godzilla, I think that's why I was kind of excited for it. And then I feel like nothing happens in this movie until the last like 15 minutes. You got to give. So I'll I'll accept that maybe this this era right here that you're hitting doesn't hit you right. But we'll see. We'll see if it comes back around for you. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean. You say nothing happens, but the first half of the movie is them doing battle with these like giant bugs that are like mass murdering this mining village, and they keep chasing them into the mines. And then every time they get you in, say, they have to fight one. And... You say first half as if that's happening for the entire fir- first half of the movie, which it is not. There's a good half an hour think, of the beginning of this movie where people are arguing and then they're talking about shit that's going on in the mine. And they find a dead guy in the mine and they argue about what happened in the mine. And then somebody is mad at the dude who died's wife about something with the mine. 
And then there's lots of talking about the mine, and then giant worm shows up. I would. I didn't. I didn't mark it, um, but it feels like it was a lot less than a half an hour. Keeping in mind that the it, whole movie is 82 minutes. Like I was gonna say, it definitely is less than a half hour. <laughs> I don't think so. Because in the American cut, which is longer and has added scenes, you get to Rodan at like 35 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I was up to 45 minutes with no appearance by Rodan. I think you're, you're being caught by having expectations. You should never, never expect happiness. And then you'll, and then you'll never be disappointed. Right. I was like, I want to see, I want to see a giant bird kill people. And then 50 minutes into the movie that finally we get to see that happen. We get to see something. Yeah. Maybe attack a plane like that. You barely see. That's it. Cause it tries to do the old, like, uh, it tries to like Rodan is the Godzilla of this movie. It tries to do the same sort of thing, except we've already had giant monsters. So it's kind of like, do we really need to hide the second giant monster? It's a bit silly. You guys, um, th- one of the reasons why, so whenever I was curating the list, one reason for this movie being here is that obviously Rodan is in the team up movie. That's that's later on at the end of the list. But the other one is I didn't want to put Godzilla raids again in because all these complaints you guys are having, you'd probably have on it. And I think it's it's arguably maybe a better film. But fuck, it is when you directly compare the first Godzilla movie to Raids Again, it's like, Jesus Christ, this is <laughs> this is the wrong direction. I mean, the they've decided to make this time, and it sounds like the movie you're talking about as well, are they're what you think of when you think of 50s sci-fi giant monster movies. And that's, that's what we're getting, right? It's just an excuse to have these giant things fighting people. And that's fine. Like there's like, there's a solid 15 minutes of just Rodan trashing shit partway through this movie. And you're like, that's not even, it's barely even a movie. There's, he's just him flying around fucking shit up <laughs> they just clip to like d- different newsreels from different countries where he's fucking shit up but um that's it i mean that's 15 minutes out of 82 not to mention the like solid half hour of time spent dealing with the giant bugs out of 82 like there's not a lot left to get bored during in this movie i'm surprised to hear that people got bored a little bit it's really, it is a lot, lot of talking and then nothing happening. Feel that way watching it. I again, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in anything anyone had to say. I can, I can agree with that. But it was all like, because even like the little murder mystery at the beginning when the first person dies and they're trying to blame it on that one guy. Yeah, Goro. Like they resolve it real quick. Like they just they don't, they don't spend a lot of time dealing with that. So it's like okay, gotta have some kind of a plot to move our monster movie along right well and it's gotta toho toho films have uh a formula to them where a great deal of the movie is always people talking because it's supposed to be movies about people living in a world where there are giant monsters not movies about giant monsters well that's that's not what this is if that's what they were trying to make, they failed because this is a movie about giant monsters. Really? Because I don't find it like it is. <laughs> it's mostly just a story about that dude. I can't remember the main character's name. See, I find that story very boring. Whereas I, 
since we've talked about the original Godzilla, I feel like there is like a story outside of the monster in that movie. And I feel like the story in this one outside of the monster like does absolutely nothing. For I, I mean, I agree with that. I just think that they're, because they have two monsters to deal with, like it's enough of the screen time as them dealing with monsters that I can go ahead and not care about the human characters. See, I'd, I'd almost be interested in forcing you guys to watch the American cut just to see if uh, that moves you guys in that direction. Because in the so in the Americanized version, which I did watch, I watched both of them just because <laughs> I like this movie. So uh, in the Americanized version, first of all, there's like a five minute intro that's all added American footage where they're talking about nuclear tests and, and blowing up bombs in the oceans, which is has fucking fuck all to do with this movie. But they really wanted it to have that Godzilla nuclear flavor. Okay. Uh, and That's interesting because obviously the director did not. <laughs> right, right, exactly. They they were trying to make a movie different from Godzilla and the Americanized one was like, no, get that Godzilla heat. Well, I, I honestly feel as though um, big nuclear weapon got to this director between movies because not only do they not comment on the whole nuclear stuff the way they did Godzilla, but there's like a moment where somebody's like, maybe it was like one of our big explosions that caused this. And everybody's like, shut up. We will never understand that. Just right. go away. We just need to deal with the immediate problem. And I'm like, this is such like a, a wannabe right wing talking point of just like, look, there's no point in discussing why this happened. Let's not listen to any of the scientists. Let's just go straight to the military solution and we'll figure it out later. It's like, oh, did, right, did you notice that they do the same thing with global warming at the beginning of the movie? Yep. Yeah, he mentions global warming. The guy's like, you mean the theory of global warming? (laughs) No, it's so hilarious, though, because the film is like acknowledging that in 1956 in Japan, global warming was like basically an accepted thing that they're almost making fun of. And then it's like, shit, 60 years later, now we have to argue about it again. Uh, But the other the other thing it does is there's a great deal of the. Aside from the guy just dubbing the lines of the main character, they added in a narrative line where he's also telling the story over the footage happening, which fills in a lot of the blank spots. Because you just make the movie be about whatever you want if you do that. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and I think they felt like maybe American audiences might be uh, bored by this type of thing. And so they wanted to add in a bunch of bullshit and maybe they were right, which is what I said. Maybe, uh, maybe Brian needs to watch the Americanized version and see if it changes his, his feelings. I'm not saying you should, I would never, I would never dare do such a thing. (laughs) That damn straight. Although you are watching another Rodan movie. So I'm kind of doing that. Just not this one. See, I feel like though, cause you know, I've seen some of the other team up ones, but I mean, it's been God, forever and i don't know but i think maybe rodan is like a special guest would work better well and the the funny thing is so the the rodan's dying in the volcano and stuff kind of feeds into later versions of rodan which is interesting they kind of start doing fire stuff with him i just before we move on too much i want to push back on what Brian's saying a little bit, because your complaint about this movie is that Rodan is basically a guest star, but now you're saying you'll like movies better if Rodan is just a guest star. 
Yes. And I'm curious, you want more Rodan in this movie, but less of him in every other movie? Because yes. why? Because there's not enough monster action in this movie. Whereas if he's a guest star in another movie, that means there's like multiple other monsters to focus on instead. <laughs> I I feel like in the future, Brian's going to very much dislike a lot of Godzilla movies. Because Probably. I don't I, I don't know if you know this, but Godzilla movies tend to not have a lot of Godzilla in them. Yeah, that's the problem. See, like I can see if you took the giant bugs out of this movie, I would have probably hated it too. If the only giant monster was Rodan, it, he comes in way too late. Right. But because we already had like a... I was going to say, arguably, I th- the bug stuff's the better stuff. Yeah, but I, mean, I, was yeah, promised, I, I was promised a giant bird and I didn't get a giant bird until like the last bird, um, half hour. The giant bird, like when he just goes on his rampage, destroying everything, is the best mm-hmm. like action sequences of the movie. For sure. But the giant, the giant bug stuff is better story wise. Actually, has like because there's multiple of them, and because they're in the mines with the humans, you get you know a lot more interaction. <laughs> and there's just some great scenes. The scene where they have I don't know what it is. It's some kind of like puppet model of a bug. And it's got two little fake dudes in its pinchers and it's climbing up the mountain and it falls and you see like it just fucking ragdolls and these little fake dudes ragdoll down the mountain. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's and there is all the special effects are way down from Godzilla and some of it's pretty funny. I enjoy watching it on a like a cheesy level, though. Um like even some of the miniature work, like I, I laughed because they kept, they put in miniature tanks in this, which I'm like, okay, fine. Like that. They don't look terrible, but they keep doing close-ups of them. And there's like a, a turret spot where there's supposed to be a dude standing there manning a gun. And there's just no dude there because they didn't have a mini dude to put in there. I'm like, well, there's gotta be a way to shoot around that, right? Like some sort of a model human and then do close-ups of a real one in the, in a turret or something. I don't know, but there has to be a way to do that. You don't just, not have a guy there <laughs> so it made me laugh a little bit but that's fine because again when it's just a big dumb monster movie it's kind of what i want yeah any more any other complaints brian uh too much talking not enough stuff happening no giant birds so like last half that's, hour that's that's so, the same complaint yep well i'm just going through my checklist to make sure i got it all <laughs> so why don't you tell me some of your positives maybe it'll change my mind And there are none. No, I mean, that, well, it's just a cool, they're cool fucking monsters. Like I said, the bug stuff, I fucking love all the bug stuff at the beginning. I was not promised a bug movie. I was promised a giant bird movie. <laughs> you got to stop getting ahead of yourself, right? Like it's, I don't, you're killing yourself with expectations. I don't, I don't recall the conversation where I was like, Brian, I promise to you. <laughs> This no. movie is chock full. I'm not saying it's your fault. Pterodactyl. I'm saying everything I knew about this movie going in and the poster and everything else promised me a giant bird movie. You should see that one of the funny things, if you watch the trailer for this movie, uh, especially the American trailer, it is all Rodan flying over cities and destroying them. It's like every scene in the movie of Rodan destroying something is in the trailer. To me, the best thing about the Rodan stuff is when Rodan falls down into the river or lake or whatever. And then, like, I don't know, he's supposed to be swimming underwater and then jumps up out of the water. 
And the only reason that shot's in the movie, from what I've read, is because the cable holding the guy in the Rodan suit broke and he fell into the water. <laughs> and so then they were like, oh, okay, let's let's come up with a scene where he dives into the water and then he'll jump out of the water and attack people. That's great. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. I'm glad I learned that little fact. <laughs> yeah, I attach I more. That's pretty. Attach more cables to like have them fly out of the water. And apparently it was very hard because then the suit was just full of water and was like yeah, super hard those, to lift. And those suits are heavy as balls to begin with. Yeah, I mean, and if a suit's not designed to go into the water, it probably shouldn't go into the water. Like it's. <laughs> it's, it's just classic like you hear about that in filmmaking all the time where they're like ah, it went terribly wrong but we just used it anyway <laughs> it's sort of funny yeah. i don't know i think the only thing in the movie that i really don't like i don't like the whole amnesia bit because i feel like that does just all it does is chew up time and doesn't do anything yeah they should have just had like a couple of more bug attacking scenes or something Every time there's someone talking on screen, they should have cut it and put in more big monsters. Brian's not wrong about that. <laughs> big, big monster smash go burr. Yeah, like it's like Brian's point is correct. I just think he's exaggerating. It. And I think he was too excited to see a giant bird instead of just letting the film deliver what it was delivering. Well, I don't watch trailers even anymore. I didn't watch a trailer either. I just apparently had built it up in my mind that it was going to be a giant bird movie. I mean, I was expecting more giant bird myself, but well, warning, warning for next week. You're expecting giant moth and you should lean into the idea. It's going to be a lot more pair of small fairy children. And then it's not moth. <laughs> Trust me. I'm as far as I'm concerned, it's all downhill after last week. Well, that's that is true in the most unfair way though because we started with Godzilla which is one of the best movies ever that would be like doing a, a, a robot movie month and having RoboCop as the first one of course of course none of the other ones are as good as RoboCop because RoboCop is the goddamn best had RoboCop one week and Chopping Mall another week and the Terminator another week we wouldn't get upset with you exactly this I, I have a feeling about the exhausting. end of the month where <laughs> it sounds fucking awesome to me. I might go watch all those movies later. Um, anyways, somebody like, like gone is all the nuance that we were so happy about last <laughs> week. Gone is like all of the intelligent, rational discussion about a culture dealing with <laughs> like, you know, the fallout of nuclear war. Now it's just, then we thought we were getting a whole movie about a giant bird, but it's actually half a movie about a giant bird and half a movie about giant bugs. Weird. Right. I thought the I thought the baby Rodan when it hatched was pretty cute. I liked that it, when that thing hatched and it started eating the little bugs. Like, I think it was a flashback scene for the yeah. guy with amnesia. Yeah, it looked like it was having a good time. I mean, Another it wasn't funny thing, a good special effect in that sense. I was going to say, if you pay attention in the movie, much like Godzilla, there's the running theme of so Rodan really wasn't that big of a problem. Rodan ate some cows and was flying mm -hmm. around and then destroyed some jets. After they chased it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So it's another one of those. We got to stop the big monster who's not really doing anything. And then they piss it off and then it destroys a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and like this movie has no nuance. He ate the cows. He's the bad guy. If we eat the cows, that's okay. But if the bird does it, that's unacceptable. Damn cows. Delicious cows.
you know, I kind of want some cow now. All right. Um, all right, is that it? So does anybody else have anything else about Rodan? Yeah, I suppose we'll leave it there because otherwise it's well, just going to be talking about scenes. That's fine. Like if there's scenes you think should be discussed, you go right ahead. Let us know. I don't, see, but I like most of the scenes. I like I like well, I like there. Rodan's death scene at the volcano where they I kind don't. of just like fall into the river of lava and then the other one won't fly away. So then it just kind of lands and dies with the other one. Is that what happened there? Yeah. OK. See, I thought like the movie was just over, so it just flew into a volcano like <laughs> no, it it's saw just the, ch- it oh, saw shit. the guy like about to call cut and it just like, oh, shit, I better get in a volcano. <laughs> Once again, I think a lot of the times in Japanese movies, they kind of don't spoon feed you things the way that American cinema does. And then if you watch the translated versions, once again, where they kind of just overtly explain what's happening to you because they assume Americans are stupid. They they go over it all because at the end of the movie, once again, there's a voiceover during that whole scene where he talks about all the volcanic gases and stuff killing the bur- the Rodan and then the other one could fly away and save itself but instead just stays there and dies but I mean I don't there's not enough information in the Japanese version for us to figure that out see I don't I I think so because I mean there's a giant volcano going off they die they die from the volcano (laughs) and then one of them is sitting there and it's not dead and instead of flying away it flies over and dies with the other one I don't think that's complicated film theory you know <laughs> it's it's unusual for a giant bird to commit suicide on screen we can all say that that's not something we see a lot so when it happens i'm like hey why'd the bird kill itself and then the film's like nah over acceptable but, i mean it was a giant bird going into a volcano so pretty good yeah. i'll take that part giant bird goes into a volcano to a really bad joke <laughs> So anyways, if you like kaiju movies, watch Rodan. If you're Brian, don't watch Rodan. If you like 50s monster movies, this is one of them. There's there's a million. This is, I would call it middle of the pack for 50s monster movies. Yes, I suppose maybe be be warned that the beginning of the movie is about giant bugs eating people. Mm -hmm. And Uh, if you watch the Americanized version, there's also an outrageous amount of information given to you about uh oh god damn it i it's a technical term so when you remove too much coal from between two layers of rock obviously the the rock becomes unstable and it starts to like bow which can cause a collapse and in the americanized version they make a very big deal of that in the voiceover and they talk about it for a very long time you're talking about fracking no god damn it it's called it's a similar problem, though, with fracking. Yeah. Yeah. And in it, instead of, you know, in the Japanese version, the reason for the flooding in that cave is kind of just unexplained. They're like, there's no water down there. Where'd that come from? Yeah. And instead, in the American version, it's they've drilled too deep and removed too much coal from this one seam. And now the the rock is bulging and it's causing a bunch of problems. Yeah. See that? It sounds like the Americans tried to turn this into a real movie, which is weird, but I don't know. 
Well, I think they try. They I just tried to meet idea, the expectations of an American audience, which I suppose they do that. Well, like the idea of, hey, we're going to explain why the whole movie is happening. It's not a terrible instinct to go on, you know, rather than just having no explanation. Because again, I don't think there's information in the Japanese film to explain why this stuff is happening. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. All right. Well, Doug, do you want to run down the Bermuda depths? Depths. Um, so we open on a relatively long scene of some kids playing on the beach. They uh, find an egg, a turtle hatches out of it. They, they're now friends with the turtle. The little girl climbs on the turtle's back and the turtle swims out to sea. And you're just like, oh shit, I guess that little girl's not in the movie anymore. <laughs> you, you, for, you forgot the part where the the little boy to show how much he loves his friend in the turtle carves their initials into its skeleton. <laughs> well, he sort of paints it on. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um. Anyways, so then the little boy's like, "Oh shit, my friend got hauled off to sea by a turtle. Guess I'll go home to my weird scientist dad." Which results in the house being attacked by an unknown force. And collapsing, killing the dad. Cut to many years later, where that guy has now returned to the area to meet up with Carl Weathers with the weirdest fucking haircut I think we've ever seen in a movie. And that's saying something. (laughs) Um, The triangle fro? It is. Yeah, it's like a flat top and a fro at the same time. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, It's It's, so strange. It's like if you wanted your hair to be a football helmet. To a certain extent, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've never seen any. It's like it's like oh my afro is too high, so I'm gonna just shave off the top, but I'm not gonna do anything to the sides. It's such a weird decision. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I I mean teach their own if that's how he wants to look, but it's weird. Um. So anyways, yeah. So uh, Carl Weathers with his weird haircut is studying a theory that there are giant monsters living in the Bermuda Triangle, which explains all the disappearances of ships. And uh, Buddy there is all crazy guy from the beginning of the movie, but they still want to let him help work on the boat. And eventually he's meeting up with a girl who... If you're in the audience, is very obviously the little girl from the movie who was brought back to shore by the turtle or something. But if you're this guy, you don't notice that for a long time. There's a weird backstory about why her name matters. I don't agree that it does. Um, and eventually, towards the end of the movie, find out the turtle's giant and the girl has some sort of a connection to it that's not properly explained. And the turtle kills the shit out of Carl Weathers for having the nerve to investigate it. And there you go. Mm. Yeah. So don't, first, don't, don't say yeah, because yeah. this is another terrible fucking movie. You shut your hole. This is this is a great, terrible movie. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Those the minis, the minis of the boat that clearly look like bath toys. <laughs> like. Oh, terrible. I agree. And fun to watch. Right. But those only make up like 10 minutes of screen time. The problem is that the whole story ends up being about this guy visiting his ghost girlfriend on the beach every night. And you're like, I don't I don't want to watch that. Like, 
it's I don't want to watch this weird version of Splash. I'm supposed to be watching a kaiju movie. <laughs> that's exactly what I was that's thinking. What Char- that's what Shark kept saying. She goes, what is this? Like a knockoff of Splash? And I was like, actually, I think Splash is a knockoff of this movie. I mean, possibly this came out much before. So, well, it's great because the uh, whatever the girl is, is so outrageously loose butthole defined. Yeah, you know what I mean. It is, what? It is, what term did you just use? Loose, loose butthole. Is that not good? Jesus, I was just going to move on from that. Uh, yeah, but I it just what the fuck is she? Because like the descriptions say ghost. She's clearly not a ghost. No. So like she jumps off the boat and she gets cursed and, and she's like a mermaid maybe. Without the fishy bits? That might be it. She just lives in the ocean? Because, I mean, Carl Weathers shoots the shit out of her at one point, and that is just almost unaddressed for the rest of the movie. (laughs) He shoots the turtle, she develops a wound, and I'm like, why? I don't understand. (laughs) I still don't know, like, the whole opening montage of the kids playing on the beach. Were there ever actually kids playing on the beach? Because they try to convince that kid that he never actually had this friend and that nobody else ever saw her. Nobody else ever did see her. We all supposed to assume that that's because like, I guess my question is, did he just go down to the beach every day? And cause it's the seventies, you're just allowed to go to the beach by yourself when you're seven. Yes. And like, he just went down there and played with this little girl that he met and never bothered to find out where she lived and stuff. Well, the, or is wife- it that she is like some sort of, ghost character that the other people can't see so they're looking down at the beach and seeing him playing by himself and they figure that's fine I and was going to say but they do split. but later on in the movie they do see and once again Carl Weathers accidentally shoots her in the ribs <laughs> this is I don't, this is defined like a loose butthole or whatever the fuck you said yeah I don't know. It, it is it, it's such a mess and they the thing is they keep adding layers to it when they start talking about how there's this like spirit that lives in the water that's connected to some like ancient shit shipwreck. And then at the end, they actually show the gravestone for the girl that was in that shipwreck. It's why is that who she is? Like, and if like, if so, how come when she came to shore at the beginning of the movie, she was the same age as this guy, but then she still is later on the voodoo character. So the, uh, the voodoo character that is the doctor's either wife or, and or house cleaner, which once again, this movie kind of just <laughs> glides over that. I'm just going to put it on the record in a good movie. You can tell the difference between a guy's wife and a guy's right. house cleaner. <laughs> right. But she Even tells him that people who see Jenny see her as different things. So some people see a full grown woman and some people see a little girl. So I think the whole point is supposed to be that. It's kind of the eye of the beholder kind of thing. But she clearly is a physical. That's what I'm saying. This That's what fucks this up is if she was just a ghost, I could be like, oh, it's ghosty shit. But it's not ghosty shit. She is a physical person. Yeah. No, yeah, no. It... And is the turtle giant because of the dad? Because the dad was doing genetic experiments about gigantism. So did the dad cause the turtle to be huge or did the turtle just happen to be huge 
And he just so happened to find a magic giant turtle on the beach with a ghost girl. Oh, I think the turtle's naturally huge because I have a lot of faith in Carl Weathers as a scientist. So I assume his theory that there were giant monsters living out there causing the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, but yeah, but part of accurate. that part of that theory is that things get bigger the deeper in the water that they live. Can't and that's a turtle. Yeah, it's a turtle that was born on land. Yes, turtles don't <laughs> live down deep in the water. <laughs> I don't. It's listen. All right, so this movie why, doesn't make any fucking sense. I think we need to. Have, it's just well, like we gotta stop using he, the word "why." I don't think there's an answer to any question that starts with the word "why." He's got a harpoon gun that shoots what can only be described as a 1980s TV antenna. Yeah, he calls it like a bazooka or something. It's like the horror or something they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what's your point? And there's that random part in the movie where the the doctor and uh, they fly in in the helicopter to try to save them. And they look down in the water and they see the giant turtle and they're like, you know what we should do? <laughs> fly as close to the water as possible near that giant turtle. Look, at, this turtle is not <laughs> can't fly. It doesn't have any rockets in its ass. We better, we better get down there close if we expect that thing to kill us. Right, right. We gotta get we gotta get real close. Cause this movie's been mostly uh sexy tutu wearing mermaid ghost girl and yeah. not a lot of giant turtle. And then whenever we do get giant turtle, it's like the same shot of giant turtle used over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Which I would actually be more okay with if they just spaced it out and had the turtle destroy many boats over the course of the movie. And, you know, like, okay, it's shitty filmmaking and it's made for TV budgets. So we're going to live with the fact that they uh, have to do it, have to reuse the shot. But like to, to reuse it the same so much in a single scene is ridiculous and unfair to the audience. Yeah. So there's also the explanation that the dad was devoured by sea creatures, right? Are we supposed to assume, was it the turtle? That the turtle came back and ate the dad? Part of me thinks that they're setting up a franchise here where there are multiple, like, kaiju-esque things living in the Bermuda Triangle. And so, therefore, we wouldn't know until later. Because whatever attacks the dad seems to be above the water, not in the water. And that turtle wasn't wasn't huge yet when the dad got killed. Right? Yeah. yeah. At least I think as far, conceptually, as, there's... As far as they made us believe, anyway. Because it's like... The boy and the girl are playing on the beach. The girl swims off on the back of a turtle. Like three hours later, he's asleep in his bed and the dad goes down to work on shit and then he dies. But, you know, they could not be telling the story correctly. Well, right. they're definitely not telling a story correctly. We Nobody's questioning <laughs> that part. I mean, and then there's the whole, the resolution at the end of the movie. I'm still like so fucking confused is to why everyone does what they do. So so Carl Weathers is clearly Ahabbing it up. So, you know, he's going to get killed by a turtle. That's fine. But the whole scene where she gets on the boat, and at that point it's like, okay, you know, this is... Even if you've been in denial about her supernatural-esque abilities, she just got on your boat in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> like, there's no other boat. This is this freaky deaky shit. And she tells him, you know, if you cut the line, 
the turtle's not going to hurt you. It's just going to swim away because it, it just has no interest in any of this. And he refuses to cut the line. And then eventually the turtle, who's got a giant spike driven through it, gets pissed off and destroys the boat and kill, <laughs> kills Carl and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the movie ends with him almost like wandering off, being all pissed off at Ghost Girl like it's her fault. And it's like, I don't know. What? <laughs> she didn't yeah, do anything to you. All she did was warn you and got shot. Like if if there's a bad guy in this movie, it's probably Carl Weathers or his barber. I <laughs> know. <laughs> like it's none of it makes any sense. It's fun to watch like that turtle swim underwater with like fake Carl Weathers tied to it. That part's enjoyable. I mean, <laughs> did you guys did, did you guys fight the urge to throw something? Where after that drawn out ending of like him leaving the island and all that kind of stuff, it finally cuts back to show the top of the turtle, so that you can see that it's their turtle, the one with the name like, carved in it. And, and we're like, we've assumed that know. this entire time. <laughs> like, what if it wasn't? What if it showed the top of the turtle and it was different initials? You're like, oh, oh shit! Better. That's just the ghost girl was just, cheating on him the whole time with Carl Weathers. Twist. <laughs> it's all she's got M Night Shyamalan and Katie on the back of the thing for some reason. You're like, oh shit! A lot of people are writing their names and turtles around there. I guess <laughs> <laughs> the turtle's just absolutely covered in graffiti. <laughs> what about the fact that, like, throughout the movie? That they keep talking about how the main character has all these mental health issues and then those don't play a role in the movie at all in any way. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> well, they do play a role. They play a role so that everyone can keep telling him, you're not seeing a girl. Stop saying you're seeing a girl. But that doesn't become... And then everyone also goes, I, they, this, this island's covered in legends of people seeing a girl. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. I don't know about this movie. This movie blew. It is a lot more fun to talk about this movie than it was to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, see this? Yeah. This movie some good crap. Love that good crap. See, <laughs> I'll grant you the the solid fifteen minutes like of turtle action. I'll grant you is good, and I'll grant you like any like all the other stuff in the movie is completely acceptable if it was a small portion of the movie. But because it, like all the stuff with him and the girl, if that was like a background plot, but there was a main plot that actually involved the giant turtle, I think I'd be fine with it. But because it becomes the main plot, I'm just like, no, I don't care about these two. Like, why would I want to? I, I feel like maybe I forgive the whole ghost girl plot thing only because every time she's on screen, I'm not paying attention to the movie and I'm just going over it in my head over and over again. And be like, what the fuck is she supposed to be? She's like a cursed Ursula. What is she? She's a some kind of just sea hag now. She, is she a this sea witch? Doesn't again. What about the fact that this guy's so fucking dumb that he like lost a friend into the ocean years ago, meets a new friend who just comes out of the ocean now, who looks a lot like her but older, and is wearing the same bathing suit, and never figures out for most of the movie that it's the same character, <laughs> like. You don't think he'd piece that together? In this weird fucking fantasy world that they live in? Another negative? You guys know my my extreme love of movies 
that have theme songs specifically written for the title of the movie. That's a, that's a thing I'm super right. into. But in this one, they don't do that. And instead, it's that weird Ginny song. And it is awful. And they play it over and over and over again. Ginny. that too. <laughs> Are it's you just... a phantom of the deep? <laughs> Wasn't this movie about a giant turtle? They had a giant turtle in the movie. Why not make that the main plot line? You'd think that that's what people are tuning in to see. Yeah. Give Vanilla Ice to write it, because, I mean, he's all about turtle songs. That's true. So it's a little before his time. I, I mean, you could add Even fucking just Ice Carl Weathers fucking ad-lib a song, and it would have been better than that fucking song. <laughs> Probably. What the fuck is Carl Weathers doing in this movie anyway? This is after Rocky, by the way. So what the fuck? Paycheck. I guess. I guess you're an actor. You got to kind of do what you got to do, right? Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MN Drive-In Pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Alright, what did everybody watch? Things! Uh, first of all, I watched the American version of Rodan, which we kind of talked about earlier, so we're not going to worry about that. Then I watched Godzilla Raids again, because I was still in that kaiju zone in which godzilla raids again is kind of the introduction of the monster v monster movie because it is uh also the first movie where angira shows up who is the uh big spiky stegosaurus looking thing okay. it is it's can't hear you guys is anybody is anybody okay. even talking i've not been able to hear you guys yeah no. i'm talking right talking. now can you hear me i was no. been talking about godzilla raids again heard interrupt Doug. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure you can't hear us. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's it's all right. Once again, the the problem with Godzilla raids again is it kind of comes directly up against Godzilla, which makes it weird. And it's pilots. the The plot revolves around pilots who fly out to sea to find schools of tuna for their their fishing boats to go scoop up. Which also, in hindsight, is like, oh, yeah, remember that whenever they were absolutely destroying the oceans by taking every fucking fish out of it? Ah, the 50s. Uh, Yeah. And then they show up, and they don't call him Godzilla through the whole movie. They keep calling him Gigantus for some reason. (laughs) Can't even get their monsters. stupid. Yeah, it's really weird. Raids Again is just a weird movie. They're trying to stay in continuity since technically Godzilla died at the end of the first movie. Right, that he's just a member of the Godzilla species. Although that's kind of, I still don't quite understand it. I think they said that all of the kaijus are Anguirus's and Godzilla is a gigantus Anguirus, but that doesn't really make sense because they keep calling the other one Anguirus eventually. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, but it's pretty much, uh, they find him, there's a tiny fight on an island, there's a bunch of people talking. They come back ashore. Godzilla destroys the city. Angira shows up. Godzilla karate chops Angira's to death. 
and then goes off and then they have to kill Godzilla again. Only this time, instead of having the cool oxygen destroyer, it's just they fucking send a million planes in with bombs and just blow the fuck out of him on a mountain and bury him alive. Just pretty great. Uh, then I was in the movie for a monster movie. And uh, you guys know I want to watch something bad. So I watched Monster Dog. I'm assuming you guys have seen that one, the one with Alice Cooper in it. There's the one with Alice uh, Cooper where he's dubbed over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they dub over everybody through the whole movie for some reason. Yeah, I remember that movie being bad. Yeah, Brian told me not to watch it. That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> I agree. Well, here's the thing. I agree that it's bad. I disagree that you shouldn't watch it. Who are you going to believe? Inter- it's an interesting world you live in, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a question of who to believe. It's a question of which advice do you take. You both say the movie sucks. It's just well, one of you is saying watch it anyway. It boils. It, it always boils down to this. Do I feel it will entertain a person? And Monster Dog will entertain you. It's just a bad movie. Like... Being a bad movie doesn't make you a bad movie. If that <laughs> an entertaining bad movie is just as good as a entertaining good movie. Yeah, but there's there's a giant canyon between those two schools of thought. I suppose it's got werewolves in it. And Alice Cooper goes on a, a shotgun and rampage and kills a bunch of dudes with a gun. Somebody gets mauled to death by German shepherds. See, all those sound good to me. All yeah. those things. But I heard the movie sucks, so I'm not going to watch it. Well, it does. So it does, in fact, suck, but it's also great. <laughs> the acting. So the whole thing is, I would say that the acting's bad, but there's no way to know if the acting's bad because, as Brian said, they dubbed over everyone. Well, it's not a good sign for the acting if they dub over English actors with an English dub. <laughs> there's got to be there's got to be a reason for it. I, I have to assume it's just because the sound rule was corrupted or something. I don't know. I'd love to hear the story of why they did that. Uh, there's also one of the reasons why it sucks is there is not one, but two full music videos that are, that are, that caused me to lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the movie starts with one and, uh, you'd think, yeah, but it's Alice Cooper. So they're going to be good. And they are not, it's not good because, I'm pretty sure the reason why Alice Cooper is in this movie is because some dude wrote a couple songs and he was like, you know what? If Alice Cooper sung my songs, <laughs> I would make a billion dollars. So I'm going to hire him as an actor and convince him to I play a singer in the movie. I can tell you if that's true. Do, do you actually know the answer to that? Well, I'm looking at the IMDb right now because I, I know there's a reason they dubbed everybody over, but I can't remember what it was. But just as you were saying that, I came across the one that said Alice Cooper had been an alcoholic his entire adult life, and he had developed a cocaine habit in the late 70s. His music career dwindled and his health was jeopardized. He finally made finally made the decision to get sober in 1983, the same year his record label dropped him, leaving him unsure of his professional future. When he was asked to star in this low-budget film, he perceived it as an opportunity to get back to work and signed on with the understanding the movie would not be released outside of the Philippines. <laughs> that would not be released outside of the Philippines. I love that. And then oh, the, the director like- asked Alice Cooper to write two songs for the film 15 days before they started shooting the movie. Oh my God. Alice Cooper did write those. Yep. 
What Cooper, in the fuck? Cooper rushed to record the songs and record temp demo tracks, which were ultimately utilized in the final cut of the film. The songs were later included in the CD box set, The Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper. I mean, it looks se- like the second one is almost tolerable, but that first one is the that song. You're like, what in the fuck is happening right now? So it looks like maybe the reason for dubbing everything was because they filmed in Spain and most of the actors were from there. That doesn't explain why they didn't get Alice Cooper back to dub his own voice. Yeah, I suppose maybe maybe they did. Well, see, that still doesn't make any sense. I was going to say maybe they did native language recording, but then Alice Cooper wouldn't have needed to be dubbed. Does Alice Cooper speak Spanish? Did he do it in Spanish? I don't know. Be interesting. <laughs> but know. yeah, I'm a, dude, werewolves and dog attacks. Yeah. Oh, boy, I know. And there's and as I like always, this there's on IMDb. There's a girl in the movie who, of course, is having psychic vision of course. as as horror movies are wont to do. Oh. Yeah. And people and people fucking sure. die. It does take I'll, I'll admit it takes a little while to get going. But it has one of the best uh, harbingers of all time. You know, there's, there's this crazy, bloody old man who keeps just like showing up and being like, you're all going to fucking die. And of course, he's stepped over, too. So it's just another crazy old man. Yelling crazy old man over a crazy old man. Yeah. Monster dog. Monster dog. Yeah, I'm going to not watch that. Watch that movie, Doug. Watch that monster dog. Listen, to, to our four and a half listeners, because I'm sure one person cuts us off halfway through. Send, send in emails about monster dog, because monster dog's great. <laughs> you literally said it was terrible. No, I said it's bad, but it's great. <laughs> All right. Let's not have this debate uh, again because we seem to have this debate every week. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not arguing it's technically good. I'm arguing that it's fun to watch and a whole bunch of people die in cool ways. Uh moving on from that, uh I was like, "You know what? That was really fun. I need another weird uh creature feature type movie." So I rewatched uh Mom from 1990. You guys know mom? I seen that. Uh, no, I, I, that's kind of been on my list. I've been trying to find a way to add it to our list so that I would actually watch it. Maybe team it up with parents. But it's a vampire and or werewolf and or ghoul movie. <laughs> One of those things uh, where basically a guy's uh, lovely elderly mother gets infected and he has to deal with the fact that uh, she wants to eat people. And if we're putting it on the list, I just won't go further into detail than that, but it's great. It's a fun movie. It's like a comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I would call it a dark comedy. I don't think it's, well, I don't know. Uh Oh, calling it a horror movie would be weird. Although it's got some bloody gory stuff in it. So I I figured horror comedy, but we'll see. Maybe we'll all get around to watching it one day. Maybe we won't reach my keyboard, so I can't add it to the list right now. So, But that's it. That's all the things I've watched. What, what you, you Doug? watch, Doug? I, I've only got really one thing. Um, I watched a 2019 movie called Random Acts of Violence, which is a... It caught my attention. It, it's one of the ones I wanted to see, and then pandemic happened, and I just it just got lost in the in the midst, but showed up on Netflix. I'm like, oh yeah, right, because Jay Baruchel, known for you know, goon and fucking 
this is the end, decided to do a horror movie. So I'm like, I want to see what he did. Like he actually he directed it, and he plays one of the you know four main characters in the movie. Um, the, like the plot is basically comic book writer who based his comic on a real life killer driving cross country with like it's supposed to be his assistant and his publisher and his publisher's girlfriend i think it's been a little while since i watched it so i can't remember the exact supposed dynamic between these characters but and basically you know he's wrapping up the comic now so they're doing kind of like a, a final press tour driving cross country and uh the killings kind of start up again and realizes that you know there is a connection between his comic and real world violence because now that now that the comic's going away the violence is starting up again in the real world if that makes sense um pretty mediocre movie but man some of the visuals are just over the top gory and great um just every now and again there's just a moment where you're just like oh shit look at that somebody killed a bunch of bodies tied them all together like something out of jeepers creepers and you're like okay let's watch that for a second and then you know this uh the killer has kind of different looks um which all kind of work and so that is helpful because it's you know changes a little bit um yeah overall i'd say i, I liked it um it's not great but it was good and i'm generally speaking a fan of like slashery type stuff with lots of gore and violence in it so if you're into that kind of thing it's probably worthwhile i think you've seen it right brian didn't you mention it on the show once oh don't act like you're remembering because you completely oh, forgot remember. completely forgot and when you said hey, uh i've never heard anything about this movie and i was like uh, i've talked about it on the show before <laughs> And you made a point to the say you don't listen when I talk. So don't act like you weren't don't act like you weren't sitting up a bit. Come on. Giving you an opportunity to be ignored once again though, if you'd like to comment. Um honestly I don't remember too much about it. I remember being a little underwhelmed, I think, with it, because I was kind of excited to watch it. I thought the I thought the premise seemed kind of cool, but then like the follow through, again, like you said, some of the visuals, you're just like, holy fuck. But then, like, sort of the follow-through on a bunch of stuff just falls kind of flat. Yeah. It, it was fine in the way that, like, a lot of direct-to-video horror movies are fine. You just, you're at home, you can't think of something to watch, so you just hit play and see what happens. And it was fine in that in that level, right? Yeah. That's how I would think describe it. Not, you know, not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't regret watching it either. So. I feel like it tries to be too dark for its own good. Whereas somebody recreating kills in a comic book that this guy made should be a little bit more fun, maybe. But they give him like the tortured artist, angsty sort of mentality. And yeah. that gets old, old kind of quick. Yeah, I think part of the issue is I didn't really love the main character guy. Um, I guess worth pointing out, I did think Jay Baruchel did a decent job staying serious and never getting like, you know, you know how hard it is for certain comedic actors to not accidentally put in a comedy uh, performance. So he did he did a decent job of that. Also the director, so he could, you know, cut out a lot of his own bad shit. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's one it was, of those yeah. like, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'm not 
if you're bored and you have nothing else to do and Netflix recommends it to you, meh, all right. But don't put it to the top of your list. Um, and that's kind of all I watched this week. I don't know. I went to Medieval Times. You guys want to hear about that? That's all that. <laughs> exactly. A, not exactly a, a movie, but it's kind of the same thing. I've still never been to Medieval Times. I, I would actually recommend it. There's a Canadian one? In Toronto. No. How was it? Um, well, it's my third time going, so uh, I've been gone, gone over like over the years taking different groups of kids. Um, finally getting around to actually have my own kid to take. And it's it's pretty good. Uh, you you just taking random groups of children that you find? Like, whatever, however many kids he's got, like five. So it's like you just take all the ones that are age appropriate and then like a couple of years later there's a new group that's age appropriate <laughs> when eventually now i got my own kid yeah. i've been i've been to a few of them i've been to the one in schaumburg a couple yeah. times and the one in orlando and if it counts i've been to dixie stampede which was at medieval times it was bought by dolly parton and now it's mildly racist civil war porn <laughs> oh i've heard of that it sounds horrific to me. They've they've improved it. I've been to that twice, okay. and the second time I was like, you know what? They did a real good job of uh, getting rid of some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's we don't need to get back into a civil war discussion for the second week in a row. <laughs> but it's yeah. I don't know. I, like I would recommend medieval times to any nerds out there. Like you know, it's. It's effectively a bunch of dudes doing cosplay in front of you. Yeah, they ride was, around. They ride around on horses and do yep. cool horsey things, and then people yep. beat the living fuck out of each other with stuff. Can I just watch uh, Night Riders instead? Yes, if you want to, but it's a very different experience. Double, oh. double feature: Night Riders and then Medieval Times. But Night Riders and then Cable Guy. Night Riders, Cable Guy, Ooh. and then Medieval Times. <laughs> Yeah, the cable guy has the medieval, medieval times. times it. It's only like a two-hour commitment. It's nothing happened where they took someone out of the crowd and had them fight their friend or anything like that. If you're wondering, <laughs> boo! I'm not sure feel, that happens very often. That's the only reason I want to go. I feel like they should make a joke about that during the show. Yeah, I just don't know if enough people know that movie anymore. They should because it's glorious. I actually we did not. Uh, we did not appreciate it enough when it originally came out, and I'm I'm including myself in that. Only one of my friends that liked it. I was the only one of my friends that liked it at the time, and everyone thought I was crazy. And now I think people have come around to it. Yeah, I think time has won out. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. That's enough about medieval times. That's not what we're supposed to talk about on this podcast. Mm. What are we doing now. Let's talk about Cirque du Soleil. I went and saw Beatles Love when I was Several in Vegas. Cirques. Uh, yeah. Cirque du Soleil. I like Cirque du Soleil a lot. I've been to a bunch of their traveling shows whenever they come to town. It's great. You know what my like only complaint is? They don't serve you half a chicken like they do at medieval times. It's true. I'm curious of checking the Michael Jackson. Say that, like, I, uh, I brought my five-year-old to medieval times and they serve him the full half a chicken. Like I'm like, nice. I don't think he needs a full half a chicken there, man. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like kid is right you don't need to put food that's half his size in front of him <laughs> he was loving the idea of like tearing it apart with his hands though he is a little hesitant at first 
But no, it's allowed here. I'll let him do it at home if I can get him to eat some fucking chicken instead of him to keep making hot dogs. I think we can just generically say, you know what's fucking great? Dinner shows, man. Dinner shows are so fucking great. I don't think I've ever been to one that I left and I was like, well, that was some bullshit. I don't think I've ever been to one that wasn't medieval times. Oh, really? I've done a bunch of Nick and uh, what's it called? Nick and Nino's wedding or whatever in Vegas, which is kind of a dinner theater where you're supposed to be at a big Italian wedding. It's, it's really wild. And that one, Pirates, Pirates in Orlando. Highly recommend. Now, do they serve you a bunch of oranges so you don't die from scurvy? <laughs> Something like that. Long Although it is wallet, one where they attempt to pull people out of the audience and make you participate. And I have an anxiety attack every time they do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else, Doug? Ah, that's it. I didn't even mean for us to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding when I said we can talk about that. Uh, well, I watched Thor, the Thor Love and Thunder, which we're not going to talk about till Doug sees it. And I caught I up and watched some general thoughts. Uh, I liked it. Noah not, didn't like it as much. Well, like I said, I it's fine. It's just not my expectations now are so fucking high that I'm like, man, this it was man. But man is still really good in the <laughs> in Marvel. So a man Marvel movie is fucking a bajillion times better than a good Sony movie. And I'm at the point of I don't see those Sony movies anymore. So yeah. you didn't see Morbius when it was re-released in the theaters because of a meme on Facebook. Believe it or not, I did not see it either time it was released in theaters. Yeah. That's obvious. It's hilarious. How much money it didn't make on the second release. It's, it is my favorite story of like the year from Hollywood is that they fucking are too stupid to know that the reason that their movie is trending is because everyone hated it. So they re-release it. I'm like, it explains what's wrong with their fucking cinematic universe to, too dumb to understand what fans like and don't like. So, uh, and then I caught up and watched uh, the season finale of the boys. And it was really good this season. I'm not, yeah, I haven't caught up to that yet. The so. uh, boys. I am caught up on Miss Marvel. Where are you guys on that? Uh, I'm not caught up. Uh, need to catch up. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say, like, with, without spoiling anything, it's starting to lose me. Well, season finale is this uh, Wednesday, so. Right. I'll watch one, it. But... One more episode left. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's it. This is a short episode this week. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. Uh, Noah, do you want to tell us what, what we're doing next week? I do. I just can't remember. So I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're doing Mothra from 1961 and Frankenstein Conquers the World. All right. In which I know what you're thinking is, is it a giant Frankenstein? It is a giant Frankenstein. Giant Frankenstein or Giant Frankenstein's monster? God damn it, Doug. It's just a giant scientist yelling. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It is a giant Japanese scientist screaming about his brilliance. Because he oh, killed anybody. Now, see he that just, one. just sit there and yells. He has a move for three days. And Mothra. Giant yeah. moth. Summoned by two little fairy girls who like to sing a song. Mm. Oh, fuck. Really? You had to tell me that? <laughs> Can at least let me go in not knowing that there was going to be a song? Listen, I feel like now I have to set proper expectations yeah. or, or Brian's going to jump off a building. Yeah, otherwise it's just going to be like, where's my giant moth? There's no moth in this movie. Just annoying children singing the whole time. 
be like, wait a minute, why are we getting hate mail? Wait, is that Brian sending our own show hate mail? <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> that should be great. You're pelting us like DMs the whole time you were watching these movies, being like, what the fuck? Where is the giant turtle? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was entertaining how upset you were yeah well because i went and did my friend's podcast so i had to watch two half hour tv shows and then uh i, I still had to watch these movies and i watched the 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 tv shows and they were fine I'm like all right giant giant bird time and i turned it on Amanda was sitting here watching with me and then she fell asleep because she was so bored. And I'm just like, where the fuck is this giant bird? I was promised a giant bird ruining my into my evening. What were the TV shows you had to watch? So my friends do a show called couch pilots and they review TV pilots that did not make it to air. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a very fascinating show. Uh, and they say nobody listens to their show. Where do they even? Where do you find an unaired pilot? Uh, there's oh, a bunch of that YouTube and shit. Yep. It's yep. not that hard to find them anymore. Nope, because nobody's protecting them, right? For the most part. Yeah, not usually. Or if they can find a way to get a hold of the creator, and sometimes the creator's like, "Yeah, I don't care. I'll send you a copy." Of it. Um, but they are about to hit 350 episodes, so we found a way. What, and what were That's the pilots you watched? Uh, so they do it by season. Like there's usually a different theme every season of the type of shows they're doing. This season they're doing spinoffs of popular shows. So okay. um, I got to review uh, uh, a show called Mona, which is going to be a spinoff of Who's the Boss? Like Mona was going to get her own show. Yeah, I've um, heard of that. They did it like in season, like it was just a regular episode of the show. But it was set up to become its own show where she she goes to visit her brother and her brother informs her he just bought this hotel. And so she was going to stay and help him help him run this rundown hotel. And interestingly enough, obviously, it didn't go forward. But their uh, their biggest rival, who's the boss at the time, was the Golden Girls over on NBC. And the Golden Girls yeah. totally, totally stole that idea and did it for their spinoff show after the Golden Girls ended. Oh, oh yeah, the, the Golden Years or whatever it was called. Golden Palace. Golden Palace, that's it. Yep. What a fucking weird idea to just, like, <laughs> our characters who have never run a hotel will just suddenly run a hotel going forward. Because yep. why not? Well, it was, just, it was just weird to be like, what are we going to do without B. Arthur? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> What if they run a hotel? It's just, it's, yeah, it's just so strange, especially because it, it's also weird that somehow that show still worked. Not, not as seen it. It's, it didn't work as well, but it still, it still had a lot of like the character of the previous show. But B. Arthur was kind of the driving force in all the episodes because she was the straight person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love Golden Girls. Um, so it, it, it was an interesting watch. You know, just. Hey, here's here's the hotel. Here's all the quirky characters. You know, they got like their Kramer character, who's the wacky uh, bellhop guy, and you know, the guy that doesn't give a shit that is like the concierge and all that stuff. Um, and apparently, they shot it. It aired as episode like twenty three of season three, and the producers decided, nah, we can't take Mona out of 
out of who's the boss. It'll it'll ruin who's the boss. And so the ne- very next episode, apparently, she's like, oh, yeah, I was going to go work at my brother's hotel. I decided not to. <laughs> so weird. I was going to say, like, did they come up with a reason to bring her back? But no, I guess not. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't I'm, watch the next episode. I should have. I mean, although I'll tell you what, that's pretty accurate. That show wouldn't be very good without the Mona character. I don't feel I'm qualified to comment on who's the boss at this point. <laughs> not a huge who's the boss fan, but... Angela Mona. Um, and then the other one was, um, so I don't know who all remembers the long lost past of 1989, but, uh, you'll remember that for some reason, uh, Jack a was a thing. She was the big, uh, the big oh, sort yeah. of the big character from two, two, seven. And so they were going to give her, her own spinoff after two, two, seven ended where she moves to New York and at first she thinks she's going to go work at a movie, like a production company. turns out as a, it's a porno studio, which I was kind of shocked that they admitted like, Oh yeah, this guy here runs a porno studio, like on primetime television in 1989. That's a little bit out there for yeah. 89, like, like TGIF Friday night kind of shit. So she's like freaked out. So she quits that obviously. So we never even get to the, to the movie studio or anything. And her, uh, her neighbor tells her that they're hiring like a, an assistant manager or something at the health club she works at. So then Jack a was going to go be the wacky, uh, assistant manager at the health club that we would see every week. Oh yeah. Right. 1989. Okay. Yep. Uh, and the funny thing is the show was called Jack a, the interesting thing is if you remember two, two, seven, her character's name is not Jack a, and neither was the name of her yeah. character in this show. I don't know, but the Cosby show, none of the people in that show were named Cosby. That's uh, also true. <laughs> when I was it's doing the episode, shows in the 80s. when I was doing the episode, we were trying to think of shows that didn't match up the, the name of the show with the character. And that would have been a good one. I didn't even think of that one. Is, is it it's weird not, that for not some to reason too much about that one? <laughs> I feel like my brain erased that because you just said the Cosby show and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. Huxtables. <laughs> Why the fuck did they call it the Cosby show? You, your brain just was like, well, I don't need to know anything about Bill Cosby anymore because he's a terrible person. Yeah. Just <laughs> took Cosby out of your vocabulary. Well, I mean, it would be like Seinfeld and they change Jerry's last name to like Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be exactly like that. Yeah, why would they, why the fuck would they do that? It's the thing they do. I don't really know why. I vaguely yeah. remember that Jack A show though, which is weird because it's not something I ever would have watched it. No. But yeah, concept of it, I think I recall. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, they both came off as like, oh, yeah, th- these are 80 sitcoms. And there was nothing super special about them. I just, I barely fucking remember 227. Not one, one that I ever watched. So. It's one that I kind of forgot about. And then uh, when I watched Pineapple Express and I saw James Franco laying on his couch, stoned out of his mind, laughing his ass off at 227. I was like, oh, that's right. 227. I do remember this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at pictures of it, and it's all like in the back of my head. It's like this is very familiar. 
but I just I can't remember anything about it. It's like it's just one of those shows that was part of the public consciousness, even if you didn't watch it. So, because it was the uh, the housekeeper from the Jeffersons. It was like that actress's big move after the Jeffersons ended. She got her own show, not a spinoff, but the actress was like the center character of Two Two Seven. Yeah, isn't isn't there some kind of like weird story around that? Something about Two Two Seven was already being made, and it was supposed to air after the Jeffersons. It was supposed to be part of the lineup, and then Jeffersons got like was one of those shows that just got canceled overnight for no apparent reason. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe uh, Amanda was on the the show like last week. She got to do a uh, episode on. Uh, they were they were sort of rebooting uh, Gilligan's Island, so it was like the original cast. They had they had been rescued off the island, but now they were hosting tours of you know taking taking tours back to the island so they could see what it was like, and then they get stranded again or something. What? Yeah, I, in the fuck. I, yep, I remember that. There was a bunch of Gilligan's Island stuff that happened. Like I've even considered putting some of the made for TV movies on our list. Yeah. Like the Harlem Globetrotters went there once. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those shows. I know people fucking love Gilligan's Island. I just, it's, I've never been something I've been into. I've seen a bunch of episodes of it and I'm always just like, it's kind of funny. As a kid, I loved it. I, yeah. As an adult, I've gone back and tried to rewatch it and it like doesn't do much for me. But. Didn't Kurt Russell play the guy who surfs onto the island? Oh no, he played so, the yeah. he played the jungle boy. That's who he played. So okay, yeah, but yeah. the idea that they had these people stranded on the island and that they just kept coming up with excuses to put in guest stars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hollywood, man! Like they just won't stop. They're just like, no, sorry, we do guest stars. That's a thing we do. I know it yeah, makes man. no sense in these circumstances, but we have to do it. I guess sure, the fact that all of the guest stars. Escaped the island. Never told anybody about the time they got stranded on this island. Yeah. That sure were shorts, man. He made himself a millionaire back in the 70s, 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. Although probably after spending an hour with the uh, the rich folks, the house, you'd be like, fuck them. Good. Leave them on the island. <laughs> All of us are going to leave. We're going to leave the rich people here because fuck them. Yeah, That's eat why. the rich, motherfuckers. Yeah. We'll, leave, we'll leave this poor, mildly handicapped sailor boy there as well. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it, but if we can fuck over the rich people. What was my original point for even bringing up that I was on? I don't remember. It's that important. Yeah. Oh, it's that I watched, had to watch two two shows and then I was excited for Rodan and got let down by Rodan. Uh-huh. Still bitching about that. I guess so. It's all right. I'm, I'm sure next week there'll be there'll be no bitching. I'm sure I'll love both movies. I'm already convinced I won't. So you, you can trade. It'll be fine. Will it though? It'll be fine. Mm. Giant Frankenstein, man. Yeah, but yeah, but. I know Doug loves Frankenstein, so I'm hoping. Let me just throw this in here. It's a but... giant Asian Frankenstein. <laughs> Which is strange. It's a little weird. <laughs> it throws you off. 
you're used to it being some square-headed green slash white guy. Is he at least green in this? Is he a green Asian guy? I don't know. I don't think he's green. I think he's more orange colored. Okay. It's racist. It'll be fine. I don't know. I have a feeling we might, we might not like you by the end of the month, Noah. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Thank you.